tonight on the podcast i'm down tos rewatch if you are in love and concerned only with yourself mm-hmm. your friends and family mm-hmm. and your tangible immediate community you are an immoral person yeah keep watching it's this side of paradise hey old metal nation it is we tim Chuck, and matt here with another podcast them down metal star trek the original series episode rewatch or for some of us the first time we're ever watching and by some of us i mean me of course so uh yeah this episode is the side of paradise they have watched it they've watched it many times i'm watching it the first time and we are going to decide how metal it is and um based on that intro tim tim <laughs> you're just coming off really uptight and aggressive man i i yeah. I, I, I just really wish you could relax a bit you know it's, it's it's no problem people are here people are listening people are having a fun time there's no need to to get all formulaic and get i know all, uh, i i sandbagged that intro and i'm yeah. not asking you to to re-record we're yeah, just no we're just moving going. on it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah oh no i stepped on it that was entirely my fault because no, 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 taking no, no, too long. we're not we're not here to we're not here to lay fault baby we're not here to do anything <laughs> except enjoy our lives and have a great time together right. as friends all right this is making me nuts i'm gonna get a beer go ahead and start <laughs> all right yeah yeah all, we, all we this is do. staying in it's fine hey yeah and, and you know what doug he's doing what he likes and that's mm-hmm. that's totally fine by me uh, he's thinking about himself and that's yeah. important and that's and the you, most you need to be I'm happy back you know <laughs> doug i've heard that if you don't stand for nothing you'll fall for anything Mm-hmm. Uh, and who else can you stand for but yourself? Because you got two legs, and that's all you need. Two legs, two arms, a mouth, a nose, and a couple of eyes. Smears. Perfect. People are all concerned with lists. And yeah. Like rankings. Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. What, like, who, who, who gives a shit, man? It's just like, live your life. All right. Well, I'm going to live my life by hitting play and watching this episode. <laughs> All right. Um, Enterprise. Yeah. So we, so we start out the ep- episode. Uh, the Enterprise is going to uh, Omicron SETI 3. Are you um, going to do the whole episode in that voice, man? Uh, uh, maybe. What, what voice? Yeah. What voice are you talking about? <laughs> um, so this was the, uh, uh, an Earth colony was established there a couple of years ago. And uh, no one really knows what happened to it. They haven't checked in. Um, the only thing they know for sure is that there are these uh, nasty Berthold rays <laughs> that bombard the planet. Um, now, I, I'm not sure why they decided to put a colony on the Berthold raid planet. <laughs> Maybe they didn't uh, know it yet. Um, but uh, they discovered them, and uh, they're just trying to figure out what's going on. Um, so they... they, uh, they arrive at the planet kirk spock mccoy uh sulu our our uh, botanist uh and uh desal and kelowitz uh all people we've known before uh beam down and check it out and um they immediately conclude after doing no investigation that everyone is dead yeah they, well they, they look around uh, they look to the left they look to the right they see an abandoned farm and and Kirk says, well, everyone's dead, I guess. Another dream that failed. 
There's nothing sadder. It took these people a year to make the trip from Earth. They came all the way and died. And that's the end of the episode. I mean, if they were alive, there'd be something. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Um, But to our surprise, something happens. And what's that? A guy named Elias Sandoval, a guy with a Latin name, but doesn't look Latin at all, um, walks out (laughs) and says, we're not dead. We're right here. Uh, And everyone is shocked (laughs) and appalled uh, because their conclusion based on no evidence that everyone was dead was shockingly wrong. All right, hit it, Tim. That that, oh, that's, 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 that's the team. <laughs> if you want to, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can no, stay no here. Pressure. Yeah, we can go anywhere you want. <laughs> like if you're not caught up, we can just chill. I mean, yeah, or if you are caught up, it's hey, cool. Take your time. You know what? <laughs> I think we, so. We're using a new service this time. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it to the. Nope, that's not working. I how do I get it so it like focuses on the person? I'm oh, not I, editing this out. We're gonna fa- oh, there it is. Speaker. There we oh, go. Yeah. There's nothing. Nothing to edit out. Yeah, there's nothing to edit out, man. <laughs> Jeez, life happens. Yeah, let them see the process. It's all good. Yeah, people like that. People want to know whether that you know there there's there's flesh and blood behind these mics. We're not machines. We're, our mothers aren't robots. And her fathers aren't computers. <laughs> okay, so we're in the deliberation chamber. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the the uh, they're all wearing like this olive green. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the coveralls. coveralls. Yeah. yeah, with like a turtleneck under it, right? Yeah, a black turtleneck under. I mean, apparently that's standard Federation issue because every. Uh, whether it's uh, Admiral or Ambassador, what's his name, with like the swooping cowley neck, uh, or the Starfleet officers, they all have like a semi, like a mock turtle component. So I guess that's like uh, some fashion discovery in the 23rd century. What's well, in when mock you turtles? get covered in organic material blown all over you, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe it it's just protect, washes right off. It's to protect the neck, the necular area, the necular area, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i mean the coveralls are metal for sure um perks I, assumptions <laughs> that go unchallenged are incredibly metal based on zero evidence they're like well if they were alive they would have radioed no radio means they're dead um what? And he's like a certain person who mentioned 1917 lately, who probably shouldn't have. Yeah. He jumps to the worst possible yeah. case, <laughs> but this is not a time to say that. Exactly. Like, whatever your aim. Yeah, it's just, it's just not, wow, why? There's no, not, you didn't reach there yet. Um, so, okay, I'm going to just give it some scores here. Uh, I'm going to give it a, a, a six medal. Uh, and a five quality. I mean, not a lot happens, um, but there is kind of the intriguing. I mean, it, it probably should have been, been developed a little bit more, but uh, you're dead. No, we're not. Da da. I mean, it, it's a mystery at least. 
Kind yeah, of. Th they make a very strong statement and then it's immediately undermined. Yeah, like almost to the point of comedy. Um, yeah. I, I'm gonna go with a score of... Well, I don't think it was metal. It was just like, oh, they're all dead. And yeah, like that another metal dream that's failed. Yeah, there's that's nothing sad. Metal. That sounds like foreclosure of a dream by uh, Megadeth. You know, <laughs> that's that's about uh, farms getting repossessed. So, um, let's see. I'm having a hard time with this one. Quality, I think it was intriguing because you want to know what happened to everyone and where they get their, their turtlenecks. And, and how they survived the Bertold rays that disintegrate animal tissue on exposure. But also they don't know anything about it because they're new. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to do the opposite of what you did. Okay. Oh, so I'll you're going to do a, a, a five, and, five metal six quality. That's I right. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to go six and six. I, I increasingly like Kirk's statement. So they beam down and see a well-maintained, maybe the, the tiniest bit forlorn farm with the grass mode, all of that. And then everyone's dead. <laughs> it is pretty great. They could just be out like working the fields. It's the uh -huh. middle of the day, you know? No one, no one's at the at the barn. <laughs> uh, leaping to assumptions and making maximalist statements—that's it's pretty metal. You know oh, what? Well. It's six and five though, because the yeah, yeah it's okay your, setup. It's not perfect. What's your five? What's your five? Uh, five is quality. Quality. I mean, I still don't think it's metal. I mean, uh, perhaps you're weighting uh, Kirk's words more than more than I am. Well, they're talking about. The disintegration of living tissue. I, that, that is the nice. death of 150 people, well, men, women, and children. As usual, I'm right the first time. So it's just cool. If you want to, it's all right. If you don't, <laughs> yeah, you know, do whatever. It's at the door, or we can chill. NB, NBD, man. NBD. No, onward. <laughs> I respect our listeners' time. All right. Okay. Thank <laughs> There's you. the beam down point, man. Yeah. So they're they're uh so uh now we're back with Sandoval and two other colonists have joined. Um a uh, point of order, they walk out with them. Oh oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But there there's like two other colonies with colonists with them. They're all wearing their jumpsuits and their coveralls and their their turtlenecks. Um but no one else has spoken. It's be yet. leather boots. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, there's lots like of leather featureless. Featureless leather boots, I think. Yeah. Uh, so they explained that the radio hasn't been working and nobody knows how to fix it. Um, also, it seems very strange. They don't address it, but perhaps they're like some kind of space Amish or something. Because throughout this episode, their, their, their agricultural tools and the sets all seem very rustic. And, and so I was reading in the original script, it is made apparent that there's some kind of like counter, like anti-technology, uh, back to the earth type. Yeah, group. back to the landers. Yeah, but but we don't get that in this treatment. They just happen to be on cowboy sets and stuff. Yeah, this is this is uh, probably best 
save for the uh, deliberation chamber, but you, clearly they got a deal on the set, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. these are all over California, you, you know, like just ready to go sets where, oh, you need a, you need Nebraska in the 1840s. We got that. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so clearly they just got a deal <laughs> and uh, they wrote a script around uh, going to the set. That's that's my take on this. So there's there's some debate. Uh, McCoy very helpfully points out that they're alive. I like how Sulu asked the question: "If they're not, like yeah. they just met a bunch of them, and yeah. Sulu was like, is it possible they're not alive? <laughs> the people they just talked with, and you are standing like next to them, right? Right. Um, there's they, there's this decision path, and they're stuck <laughs> on it, and they don't even see that. Yeah." Like everyone is dead is yeah. now the basis. That's the starting point of the conversation. They're yeah. trying to make the pieces fit and don't even see that. And, 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 and again, McCoy, unhelpfully, the worst doctor in Starfleet yeah. offers that they shook hands and his flesh was warm. Therefore, he's alive undoubtedly. It's not like they have already encountered perfect alien replicant robots at least on one occasion and i think maybe even twice then they certainly will more so um but again um they're confused the Berthold rays are incontrovertibly deadly um but somehow they're alive uh despite the fact that there's no scientific reason why they could be do they yeah, have there's some there's kind of no like, miracles connected to Berto rays. Yeah. Do they have some kind of like decimeter? Is it like safe for them to be there? Oh, we just finished watching The Days, which is about the Fukushima disaster, mm-hmm. and they all have these decimeters where when they've been exposed to the maximum amount of safe radiation, it goes, you know, but there are times they're like standing next to the containment. And it's just like constantly going off. No, Spock didn't no. think they, they needed like anything. Berthold raids. No, they, they, they ma- just well, you know they just got to be there less than a week. Yeah, they mention it's like that they will be uh, okay like after a certain amount of of time. All right, um, so it's like living on the <laughs> living in the southern Belarus after. Yeah, January. so like apparently it's treatable. You should probably move at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's treatable. It's just probably not advisable to stay there for a long time. I usually uh, don't have the episode playing, but I do now. <laughs> uh, and when they talk to Elias Sandoval, like they're clearly trying to to respect the um you know the overscan area on the TVs so there's this great shot where everyone is standing a foot <laughs> apart looking at him right <laughs> what's up with the the filter they put on the the lady i don't i wasn't really they, paying too much attention to what you're talking about but there's a lady and she's got yeah. like a halo it's a 60s thing yeah. they they do it for every woman in the show, all three seasons, pretty much. This They're is trying the to make her I've look heavenly. Oh, yeah. For our purists out there, I am watching the remastered yeah. uh, 1080p ones, which, uh, you know, if you don't like it, uh, you, you can write us an angry comment and hit dislike because that helps the uh, 
it helps the algorithm anyway. Uh, and don't forget, you can write into your rowing at podcastandown.com. That's right. Um, uh, so we meet, we meet the, uh, the light outlined, uh, Layla Kolami, uh, who is a botanist who knows Bach. Um, ten years ago. Ten years ago. Uh, she met Spock on Earth. Um, she has feelings for him, but Spock is a, a fucking robot. Um, I know everyone in the galaxy. Oh, I mean, they just keep. That is a great point because, like, we ran into like wasn't the robot planet where Nurse Chapel's yeah, fiance like, I, lived? Just yeah, yeah. It was like, oh yeah, the, I, then McCoy, uh, the uh, first episode. Yeah, the, the salt vampire yeah. lady was. Man, it's a small galaxy. You, know, you, you travel <laughs> mil- hundreds of light years, and and you still just keep running into home. It's a um, meritocracy. Uh, yeah. they're the best of the best. I guess that's true. I guess that is true. Um, so so uh, she she uh, uh, has uh, uh, goo goo eyes for Spock, um, and they uh, kind of flirt. Sort of, well, as as much as Spock can. Uh, they notice each other, um, but still, I have to interrupt. Uh-huh. The, the the one guy keeps saying it's like a perfect world, but in this mm-hmm. perfect world of theirs, I, I see they're growing tomatoes and not like uh-huh. hot dog trees. You know, <laughs> uh, the one guy mentions they're growing beans. Like that is not a perfect world. <laughs> what is the uh, hell is he talking about? It is a perfect world, Tim. Yeah. Uh, it's a simple philosophy. Men should return to a less complicated life. Yeah, it's that about is sustainment. No just vehicles, that. no weapons, just harmony. Yeah. Well, no Completely. fruit either, just vegetables and legumes, apparently. Well, yeah. all the, also all the animals died. <laughs> um, oh, and also the deadly, deadly rays that <laughs> no well, one seems concerned about. I love how... Well, first of all, what is Kalowitz's role? I, I is he the botanist? I don't know because I thought Sulu was the botanist. Is You're Kalowitz, right; he is the botanist. But yeah, but he that's why Kalowitz he's here. The, the the this guy, this ensign or whatever, the blue shirt guy. The guy who's like to Sulu. Well, what are we looking a gold for? Shirt guy with just one stripe on his sleeve. Oh, maybe he's a yellow. Maybe he's a yellow shirt guy. But but yeah, he he. He was supposed to be a no, science a guy. Should be blue. The blue yeah. is the science, right? I mean, I science guess guys. What what episode is it with the plant, Matt? And we already saw that one, didn't we? The with the puppet. I think that was Next Generation. That Sulu um, interacts with, and yeah, that's no, where no, we no, were what? in the botany thing. Is it Charlie X? Yeah, it's, it's, think... a, it's a very early one. It's either Charlie X or the Naked Time or something. Um, but yeah, we we. We ha- we learned that he's like an expert botanist. <laughs> it's never really brought up again. So this would be one of the three instances where there's continuity episode <laughs> yeah. to episode of anything. Yeah, exactly. That's great. <laughs> so so okay, so they're they're looking around um and and they they freak the fuck out yeah. because there's no animals, no there's, there's no, no horses, animals. no pigs, not even a dog. Yeah, and, and and so McCoy, uh, there's a, there's a, a a mysterious little back and forth, um, between Elias and Layla, whose names are almost anagrams of each other, which is kind of weird. Um, but uh, 
she was like, did you meet, did you meet the Vulcanian before? Um, and they just said, we need to, to encourage Spock to, uh, become one of us, uh, and make him stay. So that's, that's, that's kind of mysterious. And she loved him. Uh, but he never expressed feelings to her right. saying he had none to give. Right, because because he's a he's a goddamn on, volcano. Yeah, that's on brand. So, meanwhile, uh, they're still kind of poking around, um, and McCoy has found a curious thing that everyone is in perfect health. So again, well, well, the way he addressed Kirk is, do you know what their, I scanned them or whatever. Do you know what their readings were? Of course he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) You did the readings, you idiot. Uh, He said perfect, perfect, and perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so everyone is, uh, despite their age, are in great textbook condition. Uh, They have no illnesses. They have no um, need for a doctor, really. Um, they're just in absolute perfect health. Um, and, and, and again, Sulu and, and Spock have found that the little colony and some plants are the only life on the planet, which is what you would expect uh, with all the Berthold rays. There's, there's something strange going on. Something is not quite as it seems. So, um, you know, it's just all very strange. They, they're confused. Um, Kirk tells Sandoval that Starfleet Command ordered him to remove the colonists from the planet. Um, but Sandoval tells Kirk they don't want to leave. Um, and that it's, it's entirely unnecessary. They want to stay. Um, and even though they all try to convince him that there's horrible Berthold rays, everyone says this is fine. So finally, we get to the, the final scene of this act where Layla leads Spock out towards a very uh, fake-looking plant. Um, <laughs> and she says, "This is you got to see this plant. It's amazing. Um, uh. It's one of the first plants we found. He's very confused that she has not explained the nature of the yeah. plant prior to approaching it. Uh, Lewis says it's unnecessary, and what's uh-huh. important is it gives life, peace, and love. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spock says, you know, in a in a vernacular, an old vernacular that was known as a happiness pill. <laughs> and as a scientist, she should know that's not possible. Right. Exactly. Um, there's no such thing. I also like. Uh, uh, Spock's blatant misogyny, um, where he says, I have never understood the female capacity to avoid a direct answer to any question. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I mean, I actually don't even know if that's a female stereotype yeah, at this I, point. I don't know, but that's what he says. Um, so he starts to examine the plant. Um, and more of a politician looks- thing. He looks at it. Um, Bend yourself, Tim. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> He's looking at the plant, and all of a sudden, in what I could call almost a comic explosion, a bunch of spores, like, 
uh, exploded his face. And and Spock is reacting in pain. <laughs> and, uh, and she makes it clear that she's gone through this and it shouldn't hurt. Yeah, uh, it's like what's what's going on? It should be fine. And then oh, oh, and then uh, now you belong to all of us and we to you. There's no need to hide your interface any longer. We mm-hmm. understand. And then it's kicked in for Spock, and he's like, "I love you." Uh-huh. I can love you. Did he? And they kiss. Wow. What? And his face he spoiled it. I'm not his there. His face yet. is just changed. It's he's not the Spock we know. And even Kirk is a little. I've heard at the very beginning of the scene when they go talk because they're having that argument about what's going on here, and then he goes, "Gentlemen, we're debating in a vacuum. Let's go get some answers." Which is like the first time he didn't. He already made some brash yeah, judgments. Yeah. So he's already, it's like there's something in the air, too. They're Bertold race. <laughs> Maybe they're scrambling his brain. Uh, All right. Did, did you mention that uh, the, the one uh, McCoy discovered, like, oh, there's no scarring on his lung from when he broke his ribs or whatever? And, and your tonsils an grow back. Be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't you mention know, that because I, I haven't been listening. We, it's we all did. good. Yeah, we did. All like, right, well, let's deliberate then. Yeah. This is very like pod people. Oh, well, they are called pod plants. Oh, well, that works out nicely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. invasion of the body snatchers or, you know, something like that. Something like that. Was there the, um, the crops... Yeah, th- that part is that in the ne- this act or the next act? Because I love that part. I think, Dece- I think that's in this act. They're like looking at the crops or something. Well, they're they're very weirded out because it's this perfect planet uh, that, and they're only growing enough for subsistence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing climate, and they could be exploiting this planet for the advancement of their colony. And the Federation, uh, exactly. you know, is it, not we wouldn't call it a market, but me, they, they could trade this. <laughs> Let me read another this. group. Yeah, so, go ahead, Matt. So Kirk says, give me the report for the biology report. And DeSalle says, I heard Sandoval saying they could grow anything here. That's true. They've got a variety of crops, grain, potatoes, beans. Kirk is this is a, a very straightforward report. But Kirk says, make your point. DeSalle we well, sir, for an agricultural colony, they actually have very little acreage planted. There's enough to sustain the colony, but very little more. To which Kirk replies, it's like a jigsaw puzzle, all one color. No key to where the pieces fit. They're not participating in capitalism. What why aren't they why haven't they <laughs> cultivated the entire continent? Right, everything's <laughs> calm, but he's like Everyone's dead. (laughs) Like this is only enough crops to feed the hundred and fifty people here. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Kirk, Cap, it's not a spoiler, but Captain Kirk will get progressively more metal throughout this episode. Well, good. I think this act was more 
it was it was still more good than it was metal. <laughs> so um I'm gonna have to go six and five again. Okay. Or five and six. What 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 the metal's the lower score. You did five and six. There was a lot of there was a lot of talking. I like when the, the plant planted all over Spock and it yeah. that was kind of metal. Uh, and, you can't uh, hear it, but it also know, the, makes kind of like a sploosh sound. The mystery like a, has deepened. Oh, well, I'm going to unmute it and go back while you two talk. And I have to say, and this is old school Hollywood stuff for anyone under the age of 30. It, so back in the old days, before What Dreams May Come in 1998, we didn't have color grading. Uh, <laughs> so if you wanted color, you had to get it in camera or when you're printing the positive, turn some knobs and hope you can get it there. Uh and the mm-hmm. color separation in this is fantastic. Like where they're in the, uh, um, I think where the, f- the flower first appears and it's pink and bright and right in front of you. And the barn is like unnaturally pale behind it. And it it's a really stark image. Yeah. Uh, it really makes you want to buy, you know, the new RCA color TV. Um, a yeah, really good craftsmanship. This? 67. Yeah. By the so. way, just to just to mention what dreams may come. Do you remember seeing that, Doug? And just saying, holy shit, the colors are incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like when was the last time you got impressed by the colors in a film? Yeah. Well that it's like everything's a nightmare now. Yeah. It's like, oh God. Like how many filters is this? Like <laughs> you can just see <laughs> the Turn the saturation up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh I yeah. What was your score, Tim? Uh five and six. I, I'm going to go, uh, I think it's pretty metal, Kirk's attitude. I think what they freak out about, they're all vegetarians. Mm-hmm. They're simply sustaining they? themselves on the land. Uh, and then the flower, I'm actually even going to go up to a seven in metal and a six quality. Wow, okay. Uh, I'm going to... Um, keep my metal at six, but I'm going to bump up my quality to six, uh, mostly because I want to reserve, I want to give some room for the metalness and quality to grow, uh, having the advantage of having watched this, unlike Tim. Um, <laughs> uh, great. Let's, let's, what, it, if you want, Tim. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I do. Let's yeah, go. Whatever. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, well, when I you hit play, play, you know? it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's- yeah. Um, so we have a, a, a captain's log framing us now. Um, captain's log supplemental. We've been ordered by Starfleet Command to evacuate the colony on Omicron 3. Weirdly, he didn't say Omicron SETI 3, uh, but I'm sure we know what he's talking about. Um, however, the colony leader, Elias Sandoval, has refused all cooperation and will not listen to any arguments. Captain, your arguments are very valid, but they do not apply to us. <laughs> Which is great. It does this at least two acts, and it's like the repetition of the journal entry to what someone immediately says to Kirk is humorous, but it's like you can't tell if it's deliberate or not, but it's perfect. It's it's just like, what? We know. We literally know. Uh, So Kirk and Sandoval are talking. Kirk is... uh, expressing that he's ordered to remove everyone uh, mm-hmm. and take them back and take them to safety off of this 
uh, dangerous planet. Uh, that's his orders. It doesn't matter what he thinks. That's what he's got to do. <laughs> uh, and McCoy suggests a butterfly net could be used <laughs> if need be. I'm yep. a little um, bit ahead. Uh, Spock under the tree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so, so Sulu mentions um, that DeSalle has found a plant. Uh, McCoy uh, goes to check out the plant. Um, and they, they said, did Spock call in? And they're like, no, Spock didn't call in. Um, we, we got to find out where he is. So, so Kirk is calling Spock and Spock doesn't give a shit. And they're just looking at the clouds and, and Spock somehow at this point, they didn't seem to have left the field, but, uh, he's changed his clothes. Yeah. So he's wearing the green yeah, overalls now and his turtleneck and his turtleneck. <laughs> um, and, uh, they're just talking. Uh, Spock has apparently seen a dragon. Uh, which is a strange thing to say. Uh, I have dragons on Vulcan. And I, I guarantee know, you that's addressed in memory beta somewhere. Oh, I guarantee. He saw a dragon on Berengaria 7, Tim. Obviously not Vulcan. There's only, uh, there's like, uh, green. I wasn't even things. setting you up for that. Oh. Um, <laughs> Kirk's getting very frustrated, uh, but eventually Spock does answer and he's just like, yes, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> And then Kirk's like, is that, is that you? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Kirk asks where he is. And Spock says, I don't believe I want to tell you. It's just great. And like, and, they're like, you need to help me. And Spock's like, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, you don't think so? What? <laughs> I don't think I, so, <laughs> sir. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kirk's like, Spock, report to me immediately. Uh, and then the uh, communicator drops, and it's uh, Spock doesn't acknowledge hearing that because it's smooching and, time. And Kirk is very confused because the frequency is opening, yet Spock is not answering, uh, which isn't like Spock, as McCoy points out and suggests he might be in trouble. Uh, and then Kirk announces that he's going to follow the frequency and find Spock, and that. Uh, DeSalle needs to get the landing party working, and then nobody's left down here. Uh, then we cut back to Spock, who's hanging upside down from a branch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Kirk walks up and uh, uh, reweighs uh, the plan. Uh, and Spock says, I didn't want to report to you. Uh, Kirk says, you have to come back. And Spock's like, no, nah, there's going to be no evacuation, but we should go back and get you straightened out. Yep. Uh, he tells, reason, he okay. Is there a reason uh, Captain Kirk doesn't address people by their ranks? Uh, I, could, I don't know. That's a good question. Mr. So-and-so and Mr. So-and-so. I mean, it's, he, it's a he, meritocracy. Yeah, everyone's below him. That's they need to know their ranks, but he just knows their subordinates. They, they everyone can see the the ribbons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Just asking. <laughs> uh, he asks Sulu to arrest Mister Spock, and uh, Spock is like, "I don't think Mister Sulu is gonna do that." <laughs> and Sulu's like, "Yeah, man, we can't remove the colony. It'd be wrong, bro." <laughs> And then uh, Kirk puts his foot down and says, I don't know what these plants are, how they work, but you're all going back to the settlement with me and these colonists are going on the ship. 
And then uh, Spock suggests the captain's going to be difficult. And now, here comes my favorite part oh, of me too. whole episode. Oh, okay, so... Yet. Oh, so, the plants just <laughs> squirted all over them. <laughs> so, so, so Kirk calls McCoy <laughs> for help because he needs some medical ad- advice. And, and M- McCoy's like, Hiya, Jimmy boy. I've taken What's care that? of everything. All you gotta do is relax. Doctor's orders. So DeForest Kelly is from G- rural Georgia, but I have no idea what the f- <laughs> fuck he is doing here. <laughs> He's just he he turned up his southern accent to eleven. Oh well, I gotta unmute for this. <laughs> yeah, he, he acknowledges that a hundred plants have been beamed up to the no, ship. No, he doesn't, Doug. Nigh on to a hundred by now. So, so meanwhile, McCoy's has been beaming all the fucking ends under the ship. And, and Nigh on to a hundred by now. I guess they did mention beaming the plants up, but this is a rather excessive yeah. uh, activity. Uh, uh, Kirk is just losing his shit. He wants to go back to the Enterprise now. Um, and so he, he beams up. Oh yeah, and the the uh, engineering chief at there is is already checked out. He's like, he's like, I'm ready to beam up, and the guy's like, Oh well, sure, yeah, if you if want, you want to. <laughs> but I most but not, certainly do not. But but it's it's subtle. It's it's well done. He's still doing his job, but but a little. There's just some sass there. Yeah. Um, and, and, so he comes up to the bridge uh-huh. um, and uh, d- demands that Ahura connect him to Admiral uh, Comac. And she's like, oh, sorry, Captain, I can't do that. Uh, and uh, he points out that this is a standard procedure and an mm-hmm. order. And then she's like, oh, I know, but all the communications are out. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I short-circuited them, except the ship to surface. We're going to need that a while. It's really for the best, Captain. And then she just leaves. And yeah, then uh, she, she gets a, on the elevator. There's a plant on the bridge that Kirk just kind of angrily throws, which disappears and then comes back later. Um, <laughs> and and so now he's in the corridor, and everyone's just in line to go get beamed <laughs> down. And Kirk is just yelling at them. He's like, "Get back to your stations!" And they're like, "Nah, we're we're going down to the colony." <laughs> And he, Kirk is like, this is mutiny. And the one guy's like, yeah, probably is. <laughs> and that's the act. That's the act. All right. If you want it to be. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, no. uh, I think it's getting better. Is it getting more metal, though? Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's that's a good point, because the metal is like the dark side of the hippie movement. And these are like well behaved, mm-hmm. responsible, like it, like, yeah, taking drugs and not doing anything. That's metal. Yeah. But being conscientious, uh, respectful for the needs of others and their feelings of their well being, that's pushing it. <sighs> yeah. But it, the sinisterness is becoming more sinister. So I'm going to, I'm going to boost 
both my scores by one for this one. So that's going to be a seven and a six. And I, the musical cues around the plants, the sting, it's all very good. They don't look yeah. great themselves, but it's this is very invasion of the body snatchers ish in a yeah. good way. Yeah, and like they're 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 doing it, the, the 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 way the plant looks is a is a budgetary thing. I'm I'm sure they would want a better looking plant, but that's the best they can get. It's um, vaguely a uh, little shop of horrors. It is vaguely yeah. little shop of horrors. Uh, it's it, the you know their HD remaster does does it no, no. service. I'm sure it looked much better on like a nine inch screen right. in like grainy RCA color. Um, but when you see it like on your 40 inch TV where you can see all the staples in the cardboard, um, you know, it's just not quite the same. Uh, but I, I agree with your bump up. It's a seven and seven for me now. Yeah. Uh, I'm also a seven and seven. I want a seven and seven. Oh, 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 hurry up because we got to go back out of the chamber now. All right, Matt. So I'll read the captain's log and then you okay. immediately say McCoy's line in your best southern drawl. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we open again with a captain's log. Uh, start at 34.17.5. The pod plants have spread spores throughout the ship, carried by the ventilation system. Under their influence, my crew is deserting to join the Omicron colony, and I can't help them. I don't know why I have not been infected, nor can I get Dr. McCoy to explain the physical, psychological aspects of the infection. I'm not interested in any physical, psychological aspects, Jimmy boy. We're all perfectly healthy down here. (laughs) And then Kirk's like, I've been hearing that word a lot lately. Everything's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that's right. That's just what it is. Best part of the episode in one line. Uh, oh, do you want to read it or should I? The next please, line. Please, please. Show enough. Hey, Jimmy boy, you ever had a real cold Georgia style mint julep? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. There's so much mint julep in this act. So, um, I want oh, so, so, a seven and seven and a mint julep. Yeah, I mean, I, I full disclosure. I almost made a mint julep for tonight. Um, so, <laughs> gotta smack the mint. To so so the there's oils. there's more like back and forth between Kirk and McCoy. <laughs> McCoy and, does have probably the lo- the other line of the episode. Who wants to counteract paradise, Jim Boy? <laughs> yeah, like so that's what you print on page two of a novel right before it yes, starts. Yes. That's where we, so it's, it's great. He's, he's like reclining under a tree. It's just perfect. Everything's perfect. But, um, McCoy basically hangs up on, on Kirk. Meanwhile, um, Spock and Elias are kind of plotting, um, and, and drinking tea. And so Elias is like, everything is going according to plan. (laughs) Um, and uh Kirk beams back down apparently <laughs> in this interim. Um so Kirk kind of storms in and says, Where's McCoy? Uh and and Spock says he went off to create something called a mint julep. That's a drink, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh Kirk accuses them of uh staying in their own private paradise. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh Spock is unusually cohesion here and yeah. uh 
uh, has actually figured out where the plants come from and, and reways that they drifted here. Uh, well, they, they thrive on the Berthold rays. I think it's because there's still the Vulcan aspect of him. Um, so I still think he has that. He finds some pleasure in the analytical. Um, so he's still kind of piecing things together, even though, um, you know, someone like, like uh, Leonard McCoy would, wouldn't give a shit. Um, but he, but he's still satisfying that part of his personality too, I think. Right. It's not like this is turning them into zombies. It's just making you the yeah. best version of yourself. Yeah. It's, uh, it's making them happy the and thing. carefree. <laughs> this is uh, a horrible thing, Tim. Why not just grab some spores and just like hang out, man? Oh, oh yeah. We, we, you'll, you'll find out. We're going to, we're going to break it all down for you. Oh, um, chest bursters so uh like, like fungus yeah so uh <laughs> the weighty ways that they give you complete health and peace of mind kirk's like that's paradise yeah it's like uh, and then we have no need or want captain and then it's a true eden jim there's belonging and love and then this kirk is just aghast he's just fucking <laughs> he's flipping his shit no wants, no needs. We weren't meant for that. None of us. Man stagnates if he has no ambition, no desire to be more than he is. We have what we need. Accept a challenge. Uh, and then uh, Spock says he's going to come around sooner or later. And then Kirk's just like, I'm going back to the ship. He fucking storms back. <laughs> and uh, he's... He's just walking around an empty ship. Everyone is going, yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's all good. He, he's, he's totally empty. Um, he, uh, is calling people. No one answers. Uh, he has a very sad captain's log that he records where no one, um, is, is there on the ship. Uh, he can't call anybody. Um, he can stay in orbit for a few months, but he can't get the, the, the planet out of orbit or the, the ship out of orbit. Um, I'm beginning to realize just how big this ship really is. How quiet. And, and he's, he's defeated. Um, and he's sad. Um, Why can't he? And, and I mean, in this, can't you just operate the helm? I, I don't uh, know. He, it's, it's he explains big. it. The the ship can stay in orbit for a while with just him, yeah, but he but, can't uh, 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 light speed and all that. He can't do himself. He needs a crew. The Enterprise is nothing without her crew. All we see are the helmsmen doing the control. We never see what happens in engineering. Yeah, I'm sure there's all you kinds know, of stuff for like deflector control or stellar cartography yeah but they're uh, not hearing the uh the command oh shit oh i got him <laughs> yes so uh <laughs> tim has seen that as he's kind of sulking uh the plant that had been thrown across the room earlier and i swear to god was not in the scene seconds ago just kind of like creeps up behind him and goes ah <laughs> And splooches all the spores in his face. Yeah, and as it, uh, uh, while the, the spores at least are quite efficient, yeah, uh, and it yeah, immediately man. kicks in. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's like, Hey, Spock, I've joined you. I understand now. 
And Spock's like, oh, wonderful, Jim. When will you beam down? He said, I'll meet you at the beam down point as if they can't beam someone anywhere on the planet. Oh, so it's at the beam down mm. point. Uh, okay, now here comes another here comes another great part. So Kirk says he wants to pack some things. Yeah, there's a few things that want to He get goes to his quarters and gets a straight up nineteen sixties suitcase. Like Oh yeah. Like space hard vacuum form yeah. plastic. It's just it's just there's nothing spacey about it at all. It's now we fucking, we've got it wrong now. That's the problem. Yeah, that's we're going true. back to that. Yeah, we we're we're wrong with our like high tensile fabrics and stuff. They know the, that that a, a a latching briefcase is the best suitcase. I okay. saw a guy with a briefcase recently, and I like I just wondered what's inside of it. <laughs> like there, you don't have briefs. Well, I can tell you what's inside Captain Kirk's suitcase. His uniform, a different kind of uniform. <laughs> What looks like a, a belt? I guess it's possibly part of his uniform. He really wants to wear multiple uniforms still, because that's part of his joy. Yeah, yeah. He may not always want to wear the uh, the yeah, one piece. Yeah, he couldn't find the, the coveralls. He then opens up his safe with a weird, like, musical combo um, and gets I out I think it was 5231, by the way. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> and he, uh, I'm gonna go back and double check. He picks up uh, his medal. Five, two, three, one. Yep, five, two, three, one. <laughs> and he's looking at one of his many, many medals that we learned from court martial that he keeps in a safe. That he keeps in a safe because, because you know, there's fucking thieves all over the Enterprise, apparently. And <laughs> um, holding this medal unlocks violent emotions. Yeah, and. and uh, Re reality just comes smacking him back. And you know what? I was thinking about it. At first, I couldn't figure out why, but he must have gotten this medal for, like, heroism in the face of some atrocity. Or, you know, maybe it's maybe it's like when he uh, was on the, the Garth of Agar, Azar planet. Some, something happened uh, where he was remembering something unpleasant related to that metal and his heroic actions. Um, so, so something, he, he, he starts to fade. He takes his suitcase. He goes to the transporter room. He puts it on the transporter pad and starts to <laughs> manipulate controls. And then he realizes... The lighting, but I think the suitcase is like lavender colored. <laughs> I think it's the lighting. I think it's just a gray blue. Um, but then he realizes he needs anger. He needs emotions, violent emotions, and immediately records a captain's log, which again seems strange to do. Uh, and he knows the one person he, he needs to bring around here. Yeah, there's only Spock. one person. Uh, uh, and he notes that Spock has great physical strength that could kill him but uh taking the chance uh, getting this infestation uh at his spock is something he must do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i like i like how the transporter apparently has big faders on it <laughs> yeah that's how you beam people up and down man 
Well, it became a touch screen in the next generation. They yeah. got rid of the physical faders. <laughs> 80 years in the future. 80 years from, from now. So he um, he decides to bring up Spock. He uh, uh, asks if Spock can help him uh, get all his stuff together or something. Um, there's some equipment that we should really have down at the settlement. So he tricks Spock to beam up. Um, and then we get quite a scene. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, Kirk's there to greet Spock with a large metal bar. Yeah. <laughs> just like, uh, it's and just, it's definitely a stylized space bar. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. I guess yeah. all the, all the stylized space budget went into the bar and not the suitcase. And and we have to emphasize because Kirk's about to say some horrible things yeah, and do some, some horrible things, but this is really about he knows that we need Spock to help check off items on the Federation's yeah. to do list. Yeah. Uh they've got multiple proxy wars with the Klingons that they can't lose. And we're gonna learn uh, about those really soon, in fact. Uh, um, they have to build great societies at home and mm-hmm. uh abroad. Uh they have to finish the Super galactic space transport, yeah, and the yeah, galactic yeah. boom issue. They have uh, so much to do. Uh so uh, he he can't talk about that here. He has to say right. bad things, and right. he he says, "All right, you mutinous, disloyal, computerized half breed. We'll see about you deserting my ship." And then <laughs> Spock is just because it's been all good vibes. It's like, yeah. oh, hey, Jim. Yeah, yeah, I'll beam up. Uh, and so he's just man, uh, and then he processed it, uh, and he's very, he agrees with the term half breed a bit, but the term computerized kind of starts to eat at him. Yeah. A machine can be computerized, not a man. But as we know, Spock is not a man. He's an overgrown jackrabbit, an elf with a hyperactive thyroid. I'm not even sure what these are supposed to mean anymore. I think they're cracks about his ears. Oh! And the, yeah, well, sense. and I love Gene Roddenberry cannot ever miss an opportunity to point out that Spock looks satanic. Yeah. And all the rubes in the South are watching this show and ha <laughs> uh, ha, joke's on you. Uh, it's about but, time that doctor started speaking some... <laughs> It's freaking normal. Uh, Spock expresses that he doesn't understand, and Kirk's like, of course you don't understand. You don't have the brains to understand. All you have is printed circuits. <laughs> Ooh. And then uh, Spock's like, I have to get out of here. And yeah. Kirk's like, what can you expect from a simpering devil ears freak whose father was a computer and his mother was an encyclopedia? <laughs> And, it's just uh, so great. It's factually inaccurate. His mother was a teacher and his father an ambassador. Yep. And uh, your father was a computer like his son, an ambassador from a planet of traitors, a Vulcan who lived, who ha- never had a Vulcan never lived, who had an ounce of integrity. Wow. I mean, I would expect that from Captain Archer, but not from Captain Kirk. You're a race of traitors, disloyal to the core, rotten like the rest of your subhuman race, and you've got the gall to make love to that girl. <laughs> and uh, there's no, th- nothing should be, there's no like racial subtext here yeah, that might tie with 
history, nothing. Nope, this is nope. this is the 23rd century, 24th century. Exactly. You have to keep that in mind. So when, for example, when Kirk calls Spock a carcass full of memory banks who should be squatting on a mushroom instead of passing himself off as a man uh, who belongs in a circus, not a starship, right next to the dog-faced boy, there's no, he's not making any racial or ethnic commentary. The squatting in a mushroom. <laughs> I so, mean, they don't see that part of Vulcan, I don't think. No. They probably do. It, it is interesting that uh, even though earlier uh, uh, Elias referred to Spock as a Vulcanian, here they, Kirk finally calls him a fucking Vulcan um, for the first time in a, quite a while. But uh, this, this finally... <laughs> this finally... Um, makes Spock snap. He bends the metal bar. He throws Kirk around the transformer uh, transporter the, room. The cutaway to the stunt guys yeah. is Stunts. so poorly done and okay. awkward. It's, it's just, just a generative like, AI they use for the security cameras. It's just <laughs> no, no, it's just like a it's like in a uh, that always, oh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia when they did Lethal Weapon 5. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Danny DeVito's character, or Frank Reynolds's character, slides across the hood, and it's like very obviously another guy. Like, this is very obviously two guys who are at the end of the day, <laughs> and, and they're very tired, and they have to just, just get this done. Okay, so, so, in uh sure, defense on the little tv though <laughs> okay so so uh apparently the director of photographer did uh want a wider shot but the set for the transporter room was too small for a shot that wasn't so glaring um but yeah it's so um yeah their generative ai uh avatars go at it for a while um and i think i believe the act ends with Spock about to smash Kirk with a table. <laughs> Why is yeah. there a coffee table in the or an end table? <laughs> oh, so so uh, another thing that you might miss is uh, I forget who was it when they were in 1967, um, but there was like a food terminal where they got that Sergeant Soup, um, which 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 is in the transporter room. Um, Oh yeah, and it gets yeah. smashed up. The, yeah, uh, yeah, because it disappears in later episodes, and so here, Spike is very clearly smashing up the food terminal. <laughs> yeah, the the replicator <laughs> access point on the on the uh yeah, the beam down point. Uh, yeah, and uh, eventually, uh, because Kirk knows Spock has to throw the first punch here. For the insanity yeah. to wear, and and he does it, and then uh, he has to point out Spock's failings and uh, how welcome or, or how unusual it is for him to get the opportunity to belt an officer. Mm -hmm. um, he does acknowledge that it was painful to do all of that in multiple ways. Yeah, uh, Spock accepts that this was done to him deliberately. Well, I think there's an act break, right? So we there have is. the yeah. Oh, okay. the, the act ends with Spock about to bash him with the with the table. So yeah, forget everything I said. Yeah, let's, yeah, uh, forget let's that. Hit it. Whatever, man, it's cool. 
<laughs> so, uh, this is getting better and is getting way more metal. Because, I mean, <laughs> Kirk knew all of uh, Spock's weaknesses and <laughs> went for the fucking jugular. So, and then the violence, and then the, uh, the, the, you know, Spock punched the wall in, basically. And then mm-hmm. I love the awkward stuntman edit. I, I do. I really I really do like it. <laughs> well, so, I think those a, scores have to go way up. I'm going 9 and 9. Yep. I mean, and, those are the right answers, I believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm also 9 and 9. And uh, this is like, like there's a, a trope in both Westerns and probably Western myth in general of... Uh, restoration through violence mm-hmm. and this is like the ultimate example of that yeah. <laughs> uh spock for the first time in his life has found contentment love <laughs> happiness and he's, belonging he's so and, happy and kirk recognizes how selfish this is <laughs> and has to destroy it for the sake of spock and for the sake of everyone's to-do list. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, the, yep. the Federation can't survive uh, if everyone is happy and content. Um, I also would like to give just a, a quick little <laughs> shout-out also to the lonely Spock scene, or the lonely Kirk on the bridge scene, uh, because that scene uh, was later used for the recreation of the Enterprise on the holodeck for the Scotty episode in Next Generation, uh, because they were so cheap, <laughs> they didn't want to build a whole Enterprise set, so they just built the chair and kind of like projected the rest of the scene, and because the bridge was empty, they could like finagle it around. Um, so, so we have to appreciate the scene for that too. I still yeah. don't buy that he can't drive the ship alone because I I swear that that well at least you know eighty what? years from now you can when we get to Star Trek alone. three yeah some you know we can see what what Spock can do for seven people to power which isn't everything but right Kirk at this point now it just couldn't happen and I I've, I think you, you know what Doug also this is before the M three computer. Um, so I think, I think there will be a lot, even w- within the episodes we watch, there'll be leaps and bounds improvements in, in when Star does the M3 come into play here? Uh, I, I think it's next to Mr. Mr. Daystrom. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. right. Let's get out of here. Did you give a score? Yeah. We all gave we nines and nines. Oh, all of us straight nines, straight nines. That's impressive. All right, Doug, you were saying, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, th- at this point, uh, uh, simpering dog-eared freak. Okay, here's where I am. <laughs> um, yeah. So so uh, Kirk um, recognizes uh, the awkwardness of this. He enjoyed it in a manner appropriate, and was hurt by it in a manner also appropriate. And Spock reacts that this was done deliberately to him. And, uh, uh, you know, but it goes unsaid. They both know why it had to be done. Uh, there's a lot to do. And if you're selfish, just being content in one planet with people you care about in a sustaining environment, that's not good enough. Yeah. Um, so they work on an action plan, uh, 
they recognize that there's 500 crewmen and they can't initiate fights with all of them. That would be that would not be logical. Um, so they uh, they're going to build a subsonic transmitter, mm -hmm. uh, hook into the communication station, um, and Scott at uh, uh, Spock at one point acknowledges that he could have committed mutiny, and Kirk's like, "Nah, it's all good. Uh, we can't both uh, uh, restore or whatever it is." activate a subspace transmitter yeah, alone yeah if we're both in the brig who's gonna build the the, the whatever exactly yeah the gizmo <laughs> so they, they they work it out um and, and uh the uncomfortable matter of layla layla no so we're back down on the planet now um and mccoy i hope it's the scene but McCoy is drinking his mid julep, which is a ridiculous looking thing. Um, it That's is, right. is he like walks up to her, she's like uh no, um, he doesn't have one. Kind okay, maybe, of anxious. Maybe I it was earlier. <laughs> maybe it was earlier, maybe it's later. Oh man. But he has a glass that contains half an orange and a whole like <laughs> a whole like a handful of mint it's it's really quite incredible uh tim i'll, I'll send you the picture for the episode please um, if i don't find it please find it because that's going to be the picture for yeah no it's 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 incredible <laughs> it it is not a mint julep in any way but, but i mean it it's it's quite a thing it's it's quite a picture um but anyway um he also has a straw in his mouth. It's amazing. Um, but, uh, so, so Layla's asking McCoy, where is, uh, what are you doing? And she said, I'm waiting for Spock and the captain to, to beam down. Um, and she was like, she, she's calling Spock, who has changed clothes again in like four right. seconds. He was out of uniform. Yeah. So they, uh, she basically convinces Spock to beam up, or, or she convinces Spock to beam her up. And um, you can tell she's starting to hear in his voice. He's not, yeah, emotionally responsive. He's not uh, expressive to her, and she's uh, in her in her own place, but getting a little concerned. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, and she confirms that she's still at the beam down point, and the McCoy is there. Uh, and then Kirk and uh, Spock talk, and Kirk is concerned about Spock talking to her while she's still under the influence of the spores mm -hmm. because she's not. She's coming off incredibly selfish and egotistical right now. Kirk sees that. Kirk knows that Spock sees that, and Kirk knows that she's not being her best self mm -hmm. uh, because she's, she's too happy. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot to do. Uh, yeah. Happiness is is the pursuit of that. It's not the sun in your eye. It's not being a transcendentalist, you know, whatever. Forget that. Um, so she uh, beams up... Uh, um, it expresses her affection to Spock, uh, which she is not responsive to. Nope. Uh, and now uh, it's clear that uh, something has changed 
Uh, she says, come back to the planet. You can belong again. Please come back. And uh, she, with sincerity, expresses her love for him. Mm -hmm. uh, six years ago, she said it. She can't stop repeating herself. Uh, they can be happy here. Uh, we couldn't be happy anyplace else. And, we, you know, I can't lose you. But th that sounds selfish. That's not what she means. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's uh, like... A very well-timed tear. That's very impressive. Yeah, she's, she's, she's sad. And Spock sees the Federation's to-do list in his mind. And he's like, I have a responsibility to this ship. To that man on the bridge. Yeah. I am what I am, Lewa. There are self-made purgatories, then we all have to live in them. Mine can be no worse than someone else's. It's so amazing. It's like, I love how everyone acknowledges that the life under the guidance of the swords is objectively better, but, <laughs> but through sheer will, we must reject it for growth. We must make this galaxy safe for all. <laughs> free sentience and deliver <laughs> weapons to those who uh -huh. are not free. There's a dominion to fight out there. Uh, yeah, and then uh, da 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 well, lost it all. Is there this was where a great, there's a great moment where uh, she, I think she's coming, uh, She's she loses the spores because she's so sad. Yeah. Um, and and there's a, there's a sweet but also odd moment where she asks Spock if if can I still say that I love you and and you never told me if you had another name and and Spock almost sweetly but also kind of in a dickish way like wipes away her tear and says you couldn't pronounce it <laughs> which is just like what a why <laughs> unnecessary yeah, okay. So so now they're so now he 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 like totally negged her there. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Um all right, so now uh Spock and Kirk uh finish uh their their ultrasonic uh weapon thing. Um they say you won't be able to hear it, and then when they turn it on you can immediately hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we it see it's apparently we, some kind of itch ray. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it it makes you feel like itching powder on your skin. Apparently, this the subsonic weapon uh, uh, or hypersonic. Oh I shit! Which. So yeah, so uh, <laughs> so Lulu and Saul are hanging out, and uh, the the they, weapon or the, they the went sound from tending the garden to having a shovel fight yeah. in the least amount of time I've yeah. ever seen. It's like. <laughs> And then they're just like swinging shovels at each other. All right, this like is where McCoy. Sentences. This is where McCoy has the mint julep. Elias comes up to him and oh, says, "Oh, there it is." Oh. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Thing? Elias comes up to him and says, "I think you should get to work." And and McCoy's like, "What do you mean, man? I'm a doctor, and you don't need any doctors on a planet where everybody's healthy." And I, and so they I, get into a fight. I'm sorry, I have to try to get the screenshot. <laughs> I, I have stills. Don't worry, I have stills. I'll send it to you. Um, and and so McCoy fucking punches him because <laughs> he doesn't want to go to work. <laughs> Just a minute, you'd make me a, you'd better make me a mechanic 
Then I can treat little tin gods like you. Ow. And then, uh, yeah, Elias, uh, or Elias recognizes the falseness. Yep. Uh, the, the no accomplishments, no progress, three years wasted because they wanted to make the planet a garden. Uh, <laughs> they did, they aren't exploiting the abundance and, uh, furthering the Federation. Uh, just, and, and, you know, something I'm thinking about what, it's also true of the uh, Archon episode. What Kirk is correctly uncomfortable about is the the lack of contingencies in this universe. Like, yes, yeah, if nothing happens or only things moderately happen, everyone will remain happy. Right. Uh, but if equilibrium is ever significantly shattered, people might not be happy. Therefore, it's all false. So let's just throw it. Let's rip the Band-Aid off now and... And uh, 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 build what must be built together. Exactly. I, I, th I have to back up. Only <laughs> drops the mint julep just on the ground. Yeah. It's like, so fuck great. this thing. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so everyone's woken up. <laughs> yeah, your picture is better than mine. Thank you. Every everyone's discovered that it's all a sham. Um, and they all agree to go back to Starbase. 27 um everyone comes back up at, yes <laughs> and um they they just say let's let's get everybody out of here uh, you you can start your work somewhere else but the work here is done yeah well i think everyone's in agreement the the impact of the spores is just immoral and despicable yep McCoy does point out that one fringe benefit is they all are still in perfect health. Yeah. Uh, and then, grew back. Append appendic appendices grew back. <laughs> uh, and those are some great lines. McCoy's like, well, that's the second time man's been thrown out of paradise. And then Kirk's hey. like, no, no bones. This time we walked out on our own. Maybe we weren't meant for paradise. Maybe we were meant to fight our way through, struggle, claw our way up, scratch for every inch of the way. Maybe we can't stroll to the music of the lute. We must march to the sound of the drums. <laughs> and then Spock points out that this uh, militant-sounding uh, uh, statement is pure poetry, though non-regulation. Uh, and Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and then, just to twist the knife, Kirk says, you know, we haven't heard much about you since you came up from the planet, Mr. Spock. And he just says, I have little to say about it, Captain, except that for the first time in my life, I was happy. End episode. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's Oh, yep. Uh, uh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Uh, I can't decide. How do? How, what does goodness mean? Yeah, because <laughs> because they all had paradise and Kirk ruined it for them. I think it was a a good ending to a good episode. Started off kind of slow, but it had to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and. It ends on such a depressing note. Yeah. That quote. 
It's um, just it's it's tragic in a way, I guess. Well, it's it's I only tragic to... in the context of the episode. We have to look at it from their yeah. for making the mistake of looking at things from our perspective. You know, they know they have to get a man through the galactic barrier, you know, uh, within five years. There's so much to do, and really, nobody can be happy. Any happiness is selfish and false till they're all happy, and they're nowhere near that. Well, I might have to stay with my nine and nine. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think so. Uh, I, I think it is a nine and and nine. I mean, I, I, I like this act slightly less, um, but there's still so many great moments and and just just the uh, the mint julep seals the deal. <laughs> And, it, and the, it's not just emotional turbulence, but truly the necessity of violence to restore all these people. Yeah. At least that we see. Exactly. Exactly. That yeah. mint julep had a tree growing out of it. Yeah, it's just like the stupidest thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a nine and a nine. Uh, uh, this wow. episode is a strong point of view, and it comes across very loud and clear. Wow. Okay, well, I have... Breaking news. Um, this is, this is not, uh, the medalist episode we've watched. Right. It didn't start out metal. It's, it's, it's right now it's at a number four. It's the fourth most metal. But this is the only, um, this has the single highest scoring act at a, average of nine and in fact the last two acts are both the single highest scoring acts um so even though this wrong button <laughs> i had a pause i don't know where it went so so even though this is not a uh, the medalist episode. This is still a strong episode. You should watch it. You should go make yourself a mint julep, by which I mean a tumbler full of bourbon, half an orange, and a fucking celery stock. <laughs> Remember, it's okay to be mad. Yeah. In fact, you should be mad because if you're happy, you're you're weak and 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 wrong. Right, we all delusional. have our little purgatories to live yeah. in, and we should be happy about that. And we we can assume they're all the same, whatever the light is. Just assume. That's what gets us through the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Metal Nation, brand new episode this Thursday. Make sure you listen and subscribe and twist the bell and put celery in your, put a fistful of fucking parsley and <laughs> go to the- mint in your julep. I want you to go to the garden, grab a fistful of mint, and just it's, smash it. Yeah, put it, put it in your pint glass. Yes. Yeah, just tune out, watch some Star Trek. It's yeah, all good. You know, you know, we're not telling you what to do, man. You should do whatever you like. Yeah, and like Metal Nation, like send us a, a photo of your yeah. mint julep, man. Yeah. Or not. Whatever, man. It's all good. All right, until next time, keep it metal. By the way, Doug, I didn't want to leave the thread hanging. 
Berengaria has such a long memory beta page. I meant to put that in. Yes. 